As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ksenia Edwards, welcome to the Emma Gunn Show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Now, you are the editor-in-chief of Holler Magazine, which is um, a print title, but I think that where it is just magnificent, and magnificent not just in content, but in how much content is online. Um, and I was just saying to you before we started recording, you must be busy all the time. Yes doesn't stop <laughs> but it's okay I love what I do so it's fine but yeah it's definitely like 24 7. 
So I figured that given the fact that you have this massive workload and listeners, if you haven't seen Holler Magazine, do you just want to quickly describe it to people so that they can get an idea if they haven't read it yet? Yeah, for sure. So it's a fashion, lifestyle and culture magazine. So we kind of try to touch on all the areas um, that I had just mentioned. And I guess the connecting thread would be our audience, which is predominantly millennial. Um, so ages like 24 to 35 is sort of the bulk of who consumes us. Um, but yeah, we try to touch on everything that would interest a millennial, basically from travel to real estate, to celebrities, to music, to fashion, etc. Yeah, it's pretty vast. So I figure you must have some good feel-good habits because you must need them when you're overseeing that much content, that much variety. Like it's Alicia Keys interview one minute. It's like the most sustainable beauty brands the next. You must have uh, figured out some really wonderful ways to unplug. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, especially now with like the lockdown situation, I'm in Toronto, so we're still like in that stage three lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, it's or stage one, sorry, it's forced me to like create those habits even more so because I'm stuck here all day long. So um, yeah, do you want me to just like dive into what I yeah, do? Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so I think one of the first things that I've really started doing now is just starting my day um, either with a meditation or even just in my head, just saying three things that I'm grateful for, because I feel like that just creates that positive mindset to take me through the day. So even when negative things are happening, it's like, at least that's like at my center and my core, like I can just come back to that. So I, I found that to be really helpful. Um, another thing that I do is just like set smaller attainable goals for the day. I sometimes feel because, you know, obviously putting together 190 page magazine like you mentioned with all these interviews it can be daunting to think of it as like a whole but I find that just breaking it down into small achievable goals every single day just makes everything flow a lot better and just um, you get that sense of achievement with each little goal that you complete which really helps you to stay balanced and more positive throughout the day Um, another thing that I do is just make time to connect with my friends and family to be honest like sometimes when you're so bogged down with work I find that just hopping on a call, Zoom, phone call, whatever, just really helps to like reset me and just make me just have a few laughs, whatever relaxes me a lot more too. And so yeah. going going back to meditation and also the three things that you're grateful for, yeah. do you have, um, for example, I was chatting to someone the other day who said that they steep some herbal tea, they sit down in the same chair, they have a particular notebook, and even that the act of doing that is part of the whole process of being grateful or uh, part of the process of the whole meditation. So do you do you create a ritual around it? I do. Yeah, I actually do. I guess without even realizing it, I definitely tend to do it at the same sort of in the same space every single day, which is, yeah, I'll have like my turmeric ashwagandha tea or whatever and like sit down and like yeah just like really think about it before I start checking my emails or you know getting on my computer electronic devices I try to do that just kind of have that moment with myself before I start doing that like I know it's very easy to reach for the phone in the morning but I try to like give myself you know 20 minutes without it okay so that's a nice way of kind of another way of removing yourself from tech yes yeah, especially because my job is just being in front of a computer, especially right now, all day long. So it's nice to just like center myself with that for a little bit. Well, that's also interesting about Zoom calls because I do the same thing. It's like I say to my friends, we're in tier three where I am at the moment, which means that we can't mingle uh pretty much. It's just basically stay home. And every time I say to friends, let's 
let's hop on a call. It'd be nice to see you. There's that thing of, but we're doing Zoom all day for work and we don't want our social life to feel like work. Have you figured out a way of making video calls seem like drawing a line between what's work and what's social? Yeah, a little bit. I find, to be honest, I just do FaceTimes with my friends. So I guess that's already different. I'll just do it on my phone and then whatever. But I mean, when quarantine first started or lockdown, we were doing a lot of like more fun, like whatever. We had like birthday parties we do with like dress up and things like that, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> yeah. I haven't worn a wig on any of these work Zoom calls yet. So <laughs> that's, I guess, a distinguishing factor. But um yeah, I don't know. Mostly just FaceTimes, I would say, is the biggest difference and um, just regular phone calls. <laughs> and are you quite good about, I always believe it's um, it's prudent to have something in the diary to look forward to. Do you schedule your social life in a way that maybe you didn't pre-lockdown so that you can always see it in the diary and think, I've got something good planned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely do all set times now. And it's actually, I found it in a on a positive note, I guess it's helped me to reconnect with um, some of my friends that, you know, I grew up in Australia and Sydney. So like before I'd be like, Oh, we have to catch up and like schedule a phone call. And we just wouldn't for like months, but now it's like, it's locked in happens way more frequently now. So it's kind of nice as well on that side of it. That's lovely. I like that. So what else have we got in your feel good repertoire? Um, so another thing, I, I find really helpful is just making time for something that I'm passionate about every day, you know, whether that's a hobby or like something else I want to pursue on the side. Like I really love writing for instance, and that is the bulk of my job, but then I'll set some time aside each day just to write more so for pleasure, not for like work purposes. And I find doing that, you know, whether you like to read or draw or paint or whatever it may, your hobby may be, I find that doing that just like really, refuels you and fuels the soul and just helps to keep everything a lot more positive throughout the day because then you're not just like it's not work 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 all the time you know so it's like I think that's really important as well for people to do so is that a case of I love writing I do it for my job but I'm going to make sure that I lean into it as a as a hobby and do you have a different way of writing is it like putting on a different hat a different do you use it in a different way yeah I definitely have different um things that I do from where I sit and do it to just I'll play like music in the background like without words or like um I just it's more free flow writing I guess as opposed to like for work it's very structured like I know the things I need to hit what I'm doing like whatever title blah blah for like creative writing I tend to just just write and see what comes out ah have you ever done um Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way no, I haven't. Or the, the morning pages where you just, where almost you, you let your brain get into a hypnotic state and just write and see what comes out. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that was like the title on what I was doing. But yes, I guess I have done it without realizing that that's what I was doing. <laughs> okay, so away from, uh, is there anything else that you do? Maybe that's not so... Uh, I was going to say sitting down related because we've done your <laughs> meditating, we've done writing, we've done yeah. Zoom calls. Is there anything else that you do that maybe is a bit more active? Yeah. So that was actually my last point that I was going to make is just making time to be active every day because it's so easy to just get stuck in these routines. We were constantly sitting and like prior to COVID, I had a very, like I had a pretty active job. I was on set all the time. I was traveling all the time. So like you know, when I was going to the gym, now we can't even go to the gym, it's locked down. So I've just found ways to just stay active every day here, whether it's doing a little bit of yoga or like a strength training exercise, like in my living room or going for a walk or whatever it may be. I find that just keeps me 
so sane, being able to like incorporate that into my day as well. Um, have you got any great resources you can recommend? Because me personally, uh, I had Jillian Michaels on the podcast recently and I've been using her app and I just think it's it's a really, really brilliant source because her information sound, the demos are absolutely brilliant and it's just so easy to navigate and use. Yeah, I definitely have my go-tos, I guess, for workouts when I'm doing them from my living room. So I like, I like the Nike training app, to be honest. I find it easy and concise and I like that it counts down. Um, there's this model, Kelly Gale, I think her name is. She also does like really good YouTube workouts where it's like, she doesn't talk. She just kind of like takes you through the workout and it just counts down. So I prefer that. I just find it more efficient getting mm-hmm. in front of it and just getting it done. Have you tried anything like the Tracy Anderson method? Cause I was this close to signing up to that a couple of months ago. I, I haven't yet. No, you know what it is. I think I make time for the workouts every day, but I, I don't like to do the same thing necessarily. So I tend to like switch up what I'm doing like at the start of lockdown too I was like I'm gonna learn how to salsa dance so I was like screaming like yeah gave that up after two weeks <laughs> um but yeah so I don't know I like to switch it up but maybe consistency I guess is better for some people I just like get like a little stir crazy with routine sometimes so but actually what you said there about at the beginning of lockdown you thought you might start salsa dancing it's quite interesting because I think it was obviously a big change suddenly not having the ability to go out, but I think a lot of people did view it. And I definitely trained myself to think like this was I'm going to see it as an opportunity to do all the things that I wouldn't normally even consider doing. Cause I just didn't have the time. It sounds like your head went there too. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's one thing I realized quickly. I'm like, wow, I have a lot more hours in my day now as well, which is though, I guess one of the positives of the situation, but yeah, I know. I started trying to learn Spanish. I was like, <laughs> I through a lot of, I don't know. And then like, we got busy with this issue. So I like ended up just being, then I was like, okay, I don't have that many hours in the day anymore. But at the start, yeah, for sure. I picked up so many new hobbies. Every day was a different one, but. And so tell me a little bit about the issue that's out now. Cause so basically you, the website is updated daily with quite a lot of content. And as someone who's worked across print and online, whenever I go to your website, I'm like, there is a lot of new stuff on here. So it's obviously quite busy, but, um, you also do big interviews with people like Alicia Keys. And I I guess you do those interviews. And I'm just curious because if I'm doing a podcast, particularly if I'm doing it on LA time, basically not UK time, it completely throws me into a state of jet lag. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're, you're, Yeah, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, sorry, what was the question though? <laughs> so what I mean is that when your schedule is kind of flip-flopping yeah. all around the place, yeah, yeah. how do you kind of maintain a routine and stay sane and not yeah. do what I do, which is go to bed at stupid hours and wake up late? Yeah, I guess for me, it's a little bit easier because a lot of um, the celebrity interviews I'm doing are LA, New York based. So because it's only a three-hour difference for LA, mm-hmm. it's not too bad. Like usually... And they're behind. So usually it's actually later in the afternoon for me. It kind of always works out. Like I think the latest interview I've ever done was like 9 p.m. And that was like an interview with someone in Australia. So it wasn't too bad. Like it's probably a lot harder for you with like the time difference. But for me, yeah, it's, it's been okay. Like I manage. <laughs> but do you get, But I mean, I always, I think it's always really healthy to have nerves before an interview. Doesn't matter how long I've been doing this. It's the same with live TV. So have you, do you, do you get that? Do you get a little bit? nervy before the call yeah yeah I do for sure especially with someone like Alicia Keys I like grew up listening to her so when I got to interview her I was like 
deep breaths. Like, don't fangirl. Like, <laughs> but it was fine. I just find once you get started and get the ball rolling, it's okay. It kind of dissipates, but it's okay. I feel like nerves are a good thing. It just means you care. Agreed. I was on a, a presentation, a video presentation with Alicia recently, and she's just so cool that I can't imagine. I, rec- I reckon she puts everyone around her at ease yeah. very quickly. A hundred percent. Like her voice in itself. I want to start listening to her voice before bed because I'm just like, wow, she's so calming and just like, yeah, she's the coolest though. So humble and intelligent. I just, yeah, I could have talked to her all day. So who else have you had uh, in Holler Magazine uh, like Alicia? Because you've had some really big names. Yeah, for the covers, I guess some of the the two other big, big, big ones that people would recognize would be Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish. Um, and we kind of got them right on the cusp of like when they were like they were already pretty popular, but then they just like really blew up like after the interviews. So it was kind of cool to like see the trajectory of their careers as well since we interviewed them. But even inside the magazine for this issue, we have Jay Balvin, who's pretty big, um, Dominic Fike, Ellie Golding, um, Machine Gun Kelly, like for the music section. And then, yeah, like we get, it's, it's interesting. We get like quite a bit of talent. People are always surprised. Like if they haven't heard of us yet, they're like, oh, wow, you guys are like, but I guess we cater sort of to like a niche like audience as well. That's just like really engages with us. So that's probably why I don't know. <laughs> Well, also the other thing is that I was reading about when you took over the editorship and became editor-in-chief and you were very specific and said, right, this is what we're doing now. I really feel like we need to focus on this, 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 and this. And you were like, sustainability was a big topic for you and something that you really wanted to champion. So have you felt like just, I mean, if someone's listening to this, they don't have to be a magazine editor, but just kind of knowing what you want and being able to explain it, that's obviously a real skill, but you've obviously got it because the magazine shows the results. Yeah, I mean, I have a great team under me as well and beside me that I can just, they get it as well. Like, I think one of the things we can all agree on is that, you know, as media, you have such a responsibility because you're speaking to so many people. I mean, to do right by causes that matter to you. So for me, especially with this issue, you know, everything that's going on in the world, I felt like it was even more of a responsibility of ours to really highlight like what's important. Obviously, like, you know, with climate change, sustainability, I think the world is headed in that direction, which is good, but it's just, we need to champion that. With the Black Lives Matter movement, we have like a 10 page editorial uh, dedicated to that in this issue. And that was just something that I felt was really important to speak to people that were actually on the front lines and had grown up with these experiences. Um, Yeah. And there's, there's like a United Nations feature on like human trafficking, which I think doesn't maybe necessarily get spoken about as much in mainstream media as it should. So we just tried to make this issue, especially like we always try to incorporate important causes, but this issue in particular, it was like, this is it. Like it's our duty to do that as a media platform, you know? It's great to have the entertaining content, but it's also important to integrate that too, I think. 100%. Well, obviously listeners, the links to Ksenia and the issue will be in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. Uh, do you have a final feel good tip that you would like to share with listeners before we sign off? Um, yeah, I guess if you're ever in a bad mood, just put on like a good song and just <laughs> lose yourself in it. <laughs> That's what I find always does the trick. I'll just put on my music in the car and I just instantly feel better just for like a quick fix. <laughs> it would be so wrong of me not to ask you if you have a go-to song. Ooh, I'm trying to think. That's a good question. I don't know. Honestly, it depends on my mood. It changes all the time. <laughs> I don't even know what I've listened. I, and I listen to like obscure music sometimes. It's like, 
international that you might be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, regular listeners will know when I had Ju- the lovely Jules Von Hepp from Isle of Paradise on recently, we yeah. talked about our go-to songs and mine was Macho Man by the Village People because it is just, it never fails. Yeah, never. that's a good one. It is a good one. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your feel-good habits and telling us a little bit more about Holler. It's been so nice. For sure. It's so nice meeting you. Thank you for having me. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.